Hey, it's me, Autumn. I'm back. <laughs> and I'm super pumped about this episode with Murph and Dana Falk. She's the daughter of legendary sports agent David Falk, who was the agent of Murph's favorite player growing up, Michael Jordan. <laughs> and they speak on her passion for food, sports, and her brand, The Hungry Fan. <laughs> I really wasn't trying to rhyme. <laughs> Maybe I was a little. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> enjoy. And you are tuning in Uh-oh. to Why Not Sports Uh-oh. with the homie D Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, everybody? This is the big homie D Murph with another a great, a bonus, a just a wonderful edition of Why Not Sports with yours truly. World sports fans, tailgaters around the world. I have a wonderful guest, a guest that not only combines sports with eating and as you guys know that's shaking your head yes that sounds like a good duo but this guest has been on us weekly has been on numerous magazines to um, usa today also has been featured and a guest on shows such as um late night with seth myers worked with nba guys such as dukembe mutombo and been a host of many sporting events around the world as well as Daughter of legendary sports agent Mr. David Falk. World Miss Dana Falk from the Hungry Fan is on the other end. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you for what a very nice, generous uh, introduction. Hi. Hey. <laughs> well, well, guys, I, I just want you guys to know, like I said, just for you know, you guys that's around, Miss um, Dana has taken time out of her schedule, so I want to thank you for that. So what? So. As an athlete, or just coming up, you know, in, in a sports environment, how do you still have the same love for sports as you did, you know, then, like you do right now? Of course, of course I do. I mean, it's a little different, I think, when you're like a little kid and everything is so big and the athletes are so huge because you're like, what, like, I don't know, three feet tall or something. And, you know, when you, I used to go to sporting events all the time with my dad. And, you know, it was just like really special to have like, you know, dad time. Um, I'm the oldest. I have a little sister, and now it's it's a little different because it's you know I'm not I'm not going with him, and I'm taller, <laughs> and um, I'm older. But my you know my favorite thing now, it used to be like just you know go, getting to go with dad was like what was the most special. Now it's getting to hang out with all the fans and like hang out and see their cool traditions and the crazy culture and the cheers and all the other nutty stuff that people do. So yeah, I love I love it for different reasons, but I love it. Good, good, good. And so about your your sport love for sports, like what would be your favorite sport? Because I know you played soccer. I know you've played tennis. What about basketball? Were you good in basketball? I was okay. I you know the thing is like and, and I know offline you and I have connected and talked about this like over over social media and stuff. It's it's we've t- talked about uh 
so like aerobic versus anaerobic, right? You know, right. I like coming up, and if you read about me, you'll you'll hear like I lost 60 pounds after college. So, so I, was, I played basketball in high school, and I was I was a little I was a bit of a chubster. Let's be honest, I was I was actually quite a chubster. So um, basketball was is more of an aerobic sport, which I find to be difficult. But I'm really good at anaerobic, like start stop, quick bursts <laughs> movement. So. I was an okay shooter. I, the best thing about me as a basketball player was that I was tall and that I was big. So I was good at defense. You can't basically. teach height, and that's for sure. So you that's can't a big teach height or, or width. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I just I used to get really frustrated with people, so I averaged like four fouls a game because I would go after them. Hey, the bruiser of the team. Not bad for me. <laughs> yeah, I was the bruiser. Yeah. But I was also I was huge. So, um, yeah, it was, I was okay. Not, not my best sport. Okay, so what's your favorite sport? To play? Yes, to play. Oh, I love tennis. tennis. I love playing tennis. It's such a crazy mind game, and I love it. I mean, it's athletically speaking, it's also you know, it's a great workout. It's like I said, it's anaerobic, and but and and you know, strategy is everything. But more than anything, like I just love to smash the ball. I just love to hit it, like hit the poop out of it, and then you know, play mind games with the people on the other side of the net. It's, it's fun. <laughs> it's really good for people who are very competitive like I am. And that's a good thing because for my listeners out there, I tell them a lot. Of course, this is why not sports. It's about the good, the bad, and the ugly of sports and how it impacts your everyday life. And it's all about your mind. It's all about your IQ and being real strategic on your approach of the game really sets you apart from the rest. So that's definitely, you know, something I'm glad you brought up. And um, another thing with sports that I wanted to get your take on is as you continue to be around, you know, whether it's NASCAR, baseball, NFL, NBA, just so many sports. And also, I'm a try. I'm a going to just bring up your food uh, aspect as far as the hungry friend. We'll get to that <laughs> shortly. Who are the greediest athletes? <laughs> oh my gosh. And oh gosh, so, gonna get me in is trouble. there anyone in particular that really stands out? Like as greedy? Well, I couldn't. I, for the purposes of di- being diplomatic, which I have to be, because I've, I've learned through making mistakes that you really do need to just be very careful if, if you're on a podcast or okay. sharing your opinions nationally yes, or internationally. <laughs> uh, I, you know, <laughs> I don't. I don't want to not answer your question. I think that it really depends. I mean. I think you could be, it's harder to be greedy in a sport where you play individually, right? Like right. if it's tennis and you're playing singles, well, I mean, it's, it's you, you, you win or die, you, you or live or die or win or lose by sort of your own doing. So, but you know, team sports obviously are where you'll find people who are more greedy. You see a lot of people who hog the ball in basketball, of course, you see people who hog the ball a lot in soccer or football as it's called everywhere else in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So yeah, I mean, you see that, uh, I won't name names or I'll get in trouble. Okay. No, 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 no. Probably. <laughs> No, I didn't want to get you in trouble, but I just wanted to just get a different perspective again for the listeners out there. Just, you know, maybe, you know, as you uh, as your brand flourishes and things like that, it's kind of like, you know, well, this is a fun fact. You know, or this person really eats a lot of my food or every time I'm in their area, they, you know, want to link up and just, you know. Oh, you mean greedy like, oh, got it. I didn't know if you meant like greedy like how they play or greedy like because they eat a lot. I, eat a lot. I, I yeah, eat a lot. Eat a lot. Oh. Just, like, just putting on oh, okay, like, well, calories. Also, just, name names, but, um. <laughs> Uh, well, obviously, you know, there are some, some football players who can throw down, but especially if they're, um, well, if they're meant to play defense, they have to be big. So Correct, correct, correct. I guess it's only fair. 
<laughs> but you know the thing is, I've talked about this a lot. Like I, you know, I, I my husband is actually an, um, an Olympian. He rode for the United States, and you know we've yes. got the we've got the Winter Games coming up on February eighth, and the next Summer Games are um, coming up in Tokyo in twenty twenty, which is exciting. And when mm-hmm. you start to hear about what these athletes are eating, it like blows your mind. I remember hearing about how many calories a day Michael Phelps used to eat during training. Right. It was like crazy, like twelve thousand calories a day, but. You know, they're working out. They're basically eating, sleeping, and working out every single day. That's all they do. Right. And they have to eat that many calories. Otherwise, they can't get through all their workouts. Right. So, you know, for some people, like, they have, I mean, you call it greedy. Like, they, they just have to, which I think is pretty fascinating. Yeah. As many hours, like you said, they're putting in and burning those calories, I guess, is almost like a happy medium or just a happy balance between what you can, basically what you eat is as much as you burn off. I guess, you know, you can you know, kind of be, you know, eat as many calories without having too many, you know, negative side effects. Right, right. I mean, obviously, the, the cleaner and better and healthier the food can be, the better off they are. But, you know, sometimes it's just getting the, just getting the fuel, like the sheer number of calories in. It's fuel. So, right. yeah. I mean, I know McDonald's just pulled their Olympic sponsorship, which was always sort of perplexed why McDonald's was the sponsor. And no offense or anything, <laughs> I know the USOC is probably very upset about it, but... I was always like, I don't understand how Big Macs and Olympics kind of go together. Because <laughs> I agree. I agree. Is that like not so healthy? Just saying. Yeah, no, that whatever. is true. Good point. Good point. So, Dana, when you were, you know, going through school, did you always have a love for cooking and just being able to see yourself as an entrepreneur? And if so, what gave you the boost of confidence or the encouragement to make that transition? Um, well, what I will say is I've always been good at eating. That's, that's a start. <laughs> cooking, <laughs> cooking started when I was actually pretty young. Um, my mother, my mother's not a big cook. She's, she's, she makes a few things and she makes them very well, but she doesn't make them very often and she doesn't enjoy it. So I, I got started sort of just being able to fend for myself on, you know, weekend mornings because I would get up early and watch like cartoons or whatever and I'd get hungry. Um, and then I remember finding a recipe for a Caesar salad on the back of one of those green craft uh, grated Parmesan cheese bottles mm-hmm. and thinking, mm, I like Caesar salad, I'll make that. And then that was basically <laughs> my specialty. I could make like scrambled and fried eggs and Caesar salad. That was like it. Mm. Um, and then I, I studied abroad my junior year of college. I went and I lived in Italy for a little while. I, I was there for more than the school year. I like, went early and stayed late. Um, I was in Italy, in Florence, Italy, and I was also in Paris. And I took a lot of cooking classes and spent a lot of time in kitchens um while i was there quote unquote studying and i (laughs) sound like a a student athlete oh my bad yeah (laughs) yeah but i was i was you know what the thing is though i actually learned so much not necessarily because i learned it in class but i learned it by living on my own in foreign cities foreign cities and taking these cooking classes and spending time with people who live there like strangers and also family friends relatives who i didn't really know yeah exactly and like learning how to make signature recipes from the regions that I was in and traveling to the different regions and just like learning through experience. You know, I I was always on the road on on the weekends. I used the weekends to see new places and sort of just, I was a sponge and just suck up everything I could could learn. Um, And that's what got me into cooking. And after my junior year, I I was huge, like loved it. Graduated from Duke. Don't hate. Blue Um, Devils! Hey! (laughs) Shout out to uh, Coach K. Number one recruit! (laughs) Yes! Number one recruit, just pray he stays more than a year. Please stay more than a year. Anyway, <laughs> I graduated from Duke, and um, this whole one-and-done thing is complete crap, and it's totally ruining the league and the NCAA. Yes, anyway, I agree. Anyway, another I conversation for another day. Yes, ma'am. Uh, um, 
I, I uh, yeah, I graduated from Duke. I moved out to LA. I worked at a talent agency um, because my dad. I told my dad that I was interested in sports and I thought his business was cool and he was like, um, absolutely not, but why don't you go work in LA and see if you like Hollywood and music? So I did that briefly um, and I really, it was not for me. Mm-hmm. I will be nice and say that. And um, and I sort of just kept circling around the things that were the most exciting to me about sports and not just the food piece, but mm-hmm. you know, sports, the culture around it, which plays into tailgating and home gating and sort of what everybody does on game day, which of course, part of that, a big yeah. part of that is food and drink. Yes. And so, yes. Yeah, and that's how I, yes, yes. And that's how I <laughs> um, sort of the concept of hungry fan. I've been growing it since like uh, 2007. Wow. So 10 years strong, 10 years strong. Yeah. Awesome. Now I want to backtrack because one thing about why not sports, one thing I like to tell the listeners that, it's about on and off your field or your respective, you know, sport. And in this case, you know, you didn't give up. When you went to L.A., you said it wasn't for you. You know, we have people that likes, you know, like to give up or be down on themselves or f- still find some success in something that they really don't want to be in. So can you just explain what made you say, you know what, this isn't for me, but still have the same, you know, confidence to look for something different? All right. So me specifically, and then the greater like moral like lesson takeaway. Mm-hmm. I knew it wasn't for me because at the end of the day, I would get home at like eleven o'clock, and I would lay in bed and I would stare at the ceiling, and I would try not to sleep because I knew that the next thing that would happen would be that I would wake up and I'd have to go back and do it again. Mm-hmm. And I immediately identified that that is a very unhealthy way of approaching your life. Gotcha. It's very depressing. Gotcha. <laughs> like this is just not this is not good. And at the same time, it was difficult because when I went out there, because my dad you know, really thought it would be good for me. And he knew people out there and they gave me a chance. And so it, I had to stick it out for some time just to make sure that I just wasn't being like a finicky, like princess who just right. graduated from college. Right? <laughs> right. Come on. But, and I didn't want to let down the people who were gracious enough to give me a chance. Gotcha. But I, you know, I, I, I just recognized that the qualities that are traits of a person that it took to be good in that particular business mm-hmm. weren't, weren't traits that I possessed or wanted to grow. Gotcha. Or, or, or hone, I should say. And so I don't think that there's anything wrong with saying I tried. I think it's always important to try. I think that's the biggest, like the biggest takeaway is always try. Mm-hmm. And if you decide it's not for you, make sure it's for the right reasons, not just because you're being a whiny baby. Right, 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 right. Um, and, and then figure out, you know, and what I did, and this is, I think, probably, and people ask me this all the time, and I, I try to tell them, like, this is probably the best lesson I ever got. I did an exercise that I learned from a guy who was like a guru for some people out in LA mm-hmm. where I took these note cards and I wrote down things about myself that I thought were really good as well as marketable. I wrote down things about myself that I thought were not very good and not very marketable. I wrote down things that really interested me, things that didn't interest me. And I sort of, I put all these cards on the floor and I also put down a, a thing of things that like I absolutely would never do, like like jobs and careers that were just like, no, mm. definitely no. So okay. I, I took... I took all of these things and I, I, these cards, index cards, and for weeks, I was like three weeks, I had them on my floor in my bedroom and every morning I'd wake up and I would sort of just continue to rearrange them, try and prioritize the like top three of each sort of category. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what I found was what I thought to be true, but I sort of just sort of rediscovered was the things that were really important to me and the things that I thought I were really good at, I was really good at, and the things that I thought were marketable about myself were the things that made me want to create Hungry Fan, the things that inspired me and the things that made me think that, hey, you know what, like if I made a career out of being not only behind the camera, but also in front of the camera, creating content, 
and marketing the content and all of this around the content being sports and food, which involves travel, which is my third thing that, that I really love. Wow. You know, travel nice. slash history, like learning cultures like I did when I was in Europe. You know, if I could make a career that actually paid the bills out of all these things, I would be so excited to wake up every single morning and get going. Nice, nice, nice. And is there someone that you look up to as far as like a cook or someone in your industry that keeps you motivated to continue to push your brand and the things that you bring to the table? Um, yeah, I mean, sort of. I, the answer to that question is sort of. So one one thing I will say is, you know, I'm very blessed, I think, that I've been, I've always been extremely self-motivated to the point at which I've like, burnt the, the candle at both, both ends so much that I ended up in the hospital and the doctors are like, yeah, could you just like chill? <laughs> like, just <laughs> calm down. <laughs> like, quell, quell that inner fire just a little bit because you're going to run yourself into the ground more. But I, I think that the one person who um, I have tried to sort of shape what I'm building, not around, I'm not trying to build it, shape it around what she did, but what she built and sort of mimic what she built. Um, mm-hmm. And I will say, I will, I will tell you who this person is in a second, but what I will say is this person built a multi-platform business both content media as well as products in a time very than where we are now um Mm. i think it's much harder today with you know where social media is and the readily accessible sheer amounts of content online Mm -hmm. um the failing somewhat failing industries of you know publishing like magazines and stuff because people read everything online what what this person did in like the 90s and early 2000s was pretty amazing and that Mm -hmm. person is martha stewart you know her her audience yeah her audience is not necessarily my audience. There could be some overlap, I, I think for sure. But you know, not, I'm not trying to teach people how to like trim topiaries at home yeah. and put on like you know a, a bridal shower. But um, I think that the core, like the structure of what she built, is very similar to what it is that I'm trying to build. And so when people, when I evaluate opportunities or when I, I have meetings with people about things that I could t- potentially get involved in, it always comes back to does this fit the core strategy of all the things that I'm trying to build. Nice, nice, nice. And I know you have your game day cookbook. And for those listeners out there that doesn't understand the hun- the hungry fan, I just want to read something, the definition of it from your website. And it's basically a sports lifestyle brand that creates the sports fans game day experience from food and drink to gear, traditions, game day culture, and an insider's look at teams and athletes. Hungry fan makes a game day gathering as exciting as the game itself so yes so if i just did that for our listeners out there as they thanks yes ma'am as they definitely want to look at your link and it's www.hungryfan.com i'm definitely someone that subscribes to it now and when i get more time and i spoke with dana about it i'll be doing some some things and reaching out to to everyone uh, uh, that's uh, involved as well as download the app and that's hungry fan i'll let you plug that later but um one thing about the game day cookbook i wanted to ask you about the recipes i know there are certain athletes that actually have recipes that you were able to get how was that and it's good to know that athletes can also cook yeah, they totally can. There's just plenty of recipe- athletes that like to cook. Um, it was actually really fun to get the recipes. In many instances, it was me calling the athletes or emailing the athletes. Um, some of the athletes I connected with through, whether it was their agent who I knew or a friend, a mutual friend that we knew mm-hmm. we have. Um, but overall, I mean, they were so amazingly gracious. They gave me their recipes. Good. 
Um, they're really excited about them. In fact, there's one athlete in the book who is really not a super duper cook, but he had this one recipe, this one place that he loves in DC, um, and he wanted to know how to make it, and he'd asked me if I could teach him how to make it. And so I'd already taught him how to make a few other things um, nice. in the past. And so the recipe is sort of, it's he gets the credit, we, we, we made it together, and it was inspired by his favorite dish at a bench chili bowl in DC, actually. Um, but overall, yeah, they just, they, they would email, email them to me um, after we'd connect. And uh, I, I have more athletes now, they're like, oh, well, we have recipes. And I'm like, wow, I hope like, <laughs> I make this me the opportunity to do a second book, because shoot you know yeah. so we'll see hopefully hopefully that's the case and you know what i, I will say I, I the book is fantastic it's available um on amazon and i think barnesandnoble.com and walmart.com and then hitting newsstands tomorrow is sort of a baby version of the book um it'll be it's like a bookazine a magazine book mm-hmm. like, a thick magazine um, with 90 of the recipes from the cookbook but what i will say is that if you're interested in the athletes recipes you can buy the book yep. because the bookazine does not have any of the athletes recipes so, yes, listeners, we're not letting it out the back because you have to find out on your own. But also for those athletes, especially, again, with Why Not Sports, athletes, because some people really don't think athletes like to cook. So that's why I'm glad to have you on because you can say, actually, they you know want to do extra things or they do extra things that they really do not, in my opinion, get as much recognition for or really don't you know talk about to the media. So I, I'm just glad to... You know, know that you be like, yeah, you know, athletes, they, you know, I'm about to get ready to get a second book based on athletes. Like, hey, I have a recipe. So, yes, athletes out there in the world, student athletes, it's good to have more than one thing that you're either good at or interested in because that just makes you a well rounded individual. So, I definitely want to throw that out there for absolutely. And you can't play sports professionally forever or collegiately forever. So, you know, those are some good bankable skills and listeners y'all heard dana say that i've been telling you guys that for over a year <laughs> after your career is done what are you going to do take what you learn being a student athlete being an athlete and just combining a lot of those characteristics and traits and transition to whatever goal you have or your corporate position or even as an entrepreneur and again guys it's not a coincidence that someone that plays sports meaning dana that is an entrepreneur that is an author that is constantly growing and has been doing what she's been doing as an entrepreneur and the hungry fan brand itself for 10 years strong so you best believe I'm going to be taking a lot of notes and I'm going to continue to, you know, just reach out. If anything comes up that I, you know, I believe, you know, I, I, I need some assistance with, I'm just glad to have another person on the Murph's team to help me get not only why not sports, but also my brand as a whole to, uh, to get more exposure. So, um, so Miss Dana, yes, ma'am. So, yes, ma'am. So I know time is running short, but I just have one more question for you. Sure. All right, so speaking of these sport, sporting events, I was able to check out a few of the sporting events that you were a part of, but you were actually hosting. So you were actually on my end asking different athletes and different people that's in sports questions. How was that for you? Um, oh, I love it. I love it. It's something I've actually been doing for a while. I On the side, I do, yeah, like I guess my freelance journalism or freelance hosting, and I most recently just hosted um, – the Hungry Fan Throwdown at the Poco Raceway NASCAR Fan Fest um, on July right. 28th with four awesome drivers. We had Dale Earnhardt Jr. Amazing! Um, and <laughs> <A> legend. <laughs> Ryan Blaney, who had won. Yeah, yeah, a legend. And we had Ryan Blaney, who had won the last race Rain's at Pocono um, a couple of months before. And we had Martin Truex Jr., who won at Watkins Glen the next week. And we also had um, Landon Castle, who... 
I went up to after, he was on the mic like the whole time. He was hilarious. And I went up to him, I was like, hey, you know, if this whole NASCAR thing doesn't work out, like you should call up ESPN. You should totally broadcast because you're great. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really fun. It was, it was awesome. It's a great opportunity to be able, you know, having grown up around athletes my whole life and having sort of an inside track and behind the scenes view basically since I was born, mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to share to help athletes sort of share their own stories, whether it's recipes or stories, whatever it is, share 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 themselves with their fans, um, either through content or through events like this one at the Poconos. Um, it's 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 awesome, and it's something that I think you know. There's a lot of you can go on any website and find great recipes all over the internet. You don't just have to use mine. And I know that there's so many other recipes, and I know that there's tons of reviews about barbecues and grills, and well, those are the same thing. But you know, all the <laughs> any. Any, any product that you might want at your tailgate. But I think that the one thing that Hungry Fan offers by virtue of just sort of the access that I've had since I was a kid is the opportunity to learn about your favorite sport from your favorite athlete and to be able to shed that light, whether it's a recipe that they like, you know, at their Super Bowl party or, you know, their favorite pregame food or whatever it is. I love to be able to share that. And so I, I always jump at the opportunity to do these hosting gigs and sort of, you know, your shoes any, any chance I get. Nice, nice, nice. And I got to save this part for last because, um, again, it's college football, it's NFL football, and we didn't talk about drinks. So, will you consider yourself a bartender type, you know, as far as when you mix drinks? Like, like what would you consider yourself as far as being an expert in drinks? Um, I think that there are people, there are mixologists who are far better than I am. Okay. My approach to drinks has always been like, I, I come at the, the drinks from the perspective of somebody who mixes flavors for gotcha. food. And so I love to come up with cocktails that utilize great flavors, whether it's an herb or a fruit or a combination of other things or bacon on a stick, like whatever it is. The the alcohol piece is to me like the compliment, whereas I think mixologists sort of look at the food and the herb pieces as the compliment and the alcohol as a star. Mm-hmm. So I think my cocktails are pretty amazing, but they're definitely like done from the perspective of somebody who prefers food to alcohol. Gotcha. But you know your audience, so that's a good thing, too. Yeah, yeah, but what you'll see, one of the things that you'll see coming out from Hungry Fan in the next um, probably 12 to 18 months is I'm going to start to grow some of the voices that you'll be hearing from, and we're going to have um, um, a cocktail specialist that's going to start to be creating content um, as part of Hungry Fan, and I'm going to be focusing on, you know, sort of like dorm room living and the best way to make you know, game day food in your dorm room, um, things, that, things that aren't necessarily... My specialty, you know, I'm, I said I'm, I'm like pretty good at them, but I really want to have experts starting to share those things. Just like we have, you know, athletes sharing sharing their their stories, their experts when it comes to sports. So, right. um, yeah, be on the lookout for that from Hungry Fan, just because I really want to be able to offer everybody a really robust amount of information that is like pro expert information. Nice, nice. And listeners, that shows you that Miss Dana Falk is humble. Like she's not like she said. It's about bringing other people on that is an expert in this particular topic instead of saying, you know, I want this hungry fan to be all me. And not saying that that you know a lot of people are like that, but just to hear from the other end that not only has she had success in her brand, but also she's willing to help other people with her brand by letting them also have the opportunity to be comfortable and lead. Um, during a conversation or lead during into their expertise to where their support and her support can make one big, like she said, robust um, 
website with information and content. It's so, like a platform. Yep, it's a really exactly. robust platform. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Exactly. Nice. Well, hey, look, you know, we can't all be amazing at everything. Right? <laughs> Jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> So, yes, ma'am. But that's, uh, it, that's, that's, yeah, that's the path you want to follow. Good for you, but I don't think it's going to end well. I think uh, I think you can see that pretty much throughout history. So now, and you're right, but look how many people that are successful feel like they can put their hands in everything and still feel like they'll have the same success, though. Yeah, denial just ain't, ain't just a river in Egypt. <laughs> So listen, I'm glad that you guys get to hear from a different perspective, someone that is definitely doing her thing, someone supports the big homie, and again, guys, is taking time out of her busy schedule to give you guys just some, some nuggets and some gems and just some information to let you know that you can do it, and Miss Dame, before you leave, though, if you can just give out your social tags, how maybe some of the listeners that might not have gotten your information at the beginning of the show... They can write it down. I will also have it on the description as well. But just in case, if you want to just, uh, you know, just plug what you have going on and just let the world know how they can reach you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at The Hungry Fan and on Facebook. So at and then The Hungry Fan. That's my little moniker. Um, <laughs> Hungry, Hungry Fan is the company. I'm The Hungry Fan. Um, you'll find you'll find me making lots of like snarky comments on Twitter, and you'll find lots of food porn on Instagram. Um, and nice. on Facebook, you can follow me and the brand at it's Facebook forward slash the hungry fan again. Um, and I try to post a variety of things there, from food porn to crazy, funny things I find when I'm reading. Like I love for the win from USA Today. They just had a thing on JJ Watt that I posted that's hilarious. Um, one of his teammates he thinks looks like Nick Cage. I agree. Um, <laughs> and it's funny. Uh, you know, glazed donuts or snakes, you'll find that there. I know it's a big topic of conversation on social media this week. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so everything is at The Hungry Fan. And please, please uh, head to hungryfan.com, sign up for the newsletter. I have been writing them I because I've been on the road so much and preparing for fall. I admit I have done a terrible job at sending them out regularly, but I'm going to be working on them. And I will be providing more newsletters more regularly soon and you'll be getting not only great news that you won't find on the social uh, social handles but you'll also get discounts on hungry fan products and hungry fan affiliate products nice. so join the newsletter join the movement hungry fan listeners yes and i know you said you have some things coming up um what do you have coming up in the next few months for those that might be in a city near you uh, I am going to be on the road a lot this fall. I would really love if somebody would donate like a Madden-style bus to me. That would be awesome. Hey. Um, I'm going to be on the road a lot. <laughs> Yay! Custom RV people out there. There hey. you go. There um, you go. You never um, know. <laughs> you never know. Um, just put it out there. Put it in the universe. Maybe it will give me back. There you go. But, um, there you go. Uh, yeah, we're going to do some really awesome things around college football. Um, not just with um, the culture and you know excitement of tailgating and game day in various uh, college football towns, but also some really fun things with some um, notable college football greats involving cooking. And um, we're going to be doing some more NASCAR events, which I'm really excited about. Um, and uh, follow along. The next thing I'm doing is actually next Thursday, I'm going to the Taste of Tennis in preparation for the U.S. Open in New York City, where I live. And I think I'm going to get a chance to hang out with Gael Monfils, who's awesome. Wow. He's like crazy funny and awesome. Um, and um, taste some of the best food associated with New York and the U.S. Open. So that's coming up. I'm in a Facebook Live and Instagram Live from um, the event. And uh, yes, yeah, so you've got some tennis, football. we got NASCAR. we got a lot of food stuff coming up. It's going to be great. 
Why not sports listeners? <laughs> it's about on and off the court or your respective field. So the world again, guys, I hope you guys were were uh, excited and, and definitely encouraged from having this episode in your ears. But uh, it's time for us to go. But Dana, again, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much for taking time out of your schedule. You know, we'll definitely continue to stay connected and stay in touch. World, if you guys did not get it, I'm going to say it again. Hungryfan.com. Please make sure you check it out. Explore the website. Download the app. And if you do not have storage like I did before, clear some space to make that happen. But <laughs> you guys can find me. I, on- I had that same problem. So, yeah, do it. <laughs> And that's one thing I gotta be real with my listeners Cause they know I've had issues with my phone I have a 16 gig And yes I'm putting it out there to the world My next phone moving forward Which should be coming soon Will be at least a 32 now But anyway um, Got off subject But world <laughs> listeners First world problem <laughs> I know uh, Apple uh, uh, dee, dee, dee. No, Yeah um, So yeah, yeah. Um, You can find me Instagram and Twitter at it's Murph. you can find the show on facebook.com slash why not sports also you can find the show on soundcloud google play itunes iHeartRadio, wherever you consume your podcast guys thank you very much we'll see you guys next week and until next time i'm saluting keep grinding keep the faith wow Okay, Murph, there's no excuse for why you can't have the best Super Bowl parties now. (laughs) Seriously, the fact that Dana is where she is today is not a coincidence. There's nothing like helping people achieve their goals and encouraging people to reach for the stars. I'm going to reach for my keys (laughs) because y'all made me hungry. All right, Montre, bring us home. Until next time, keep grinding, keep the faith. Keep on running, keep the faith. Holla, I can't keep the face. See, it's 